so that's funny because we and 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 Luis, you and I came from the same organization. I was always taught from that organization. You can have the greatest product on earth, but if you can't sell it, it's worth nothing. So to me, it was like, okay, well then you have a part here. How many days is it on your inventory? What are you losing on it? It's like it's like it's like metal, right? We got to move it. So give me a little bit to move it, right? Then I learned on the other end, once I got to Concord, it, it was, it was. wait a minute, what is it worth? What's the value of it? What's the value of that? What's the value of you, right? And I, I, I teach it to this day. Why are we discounting? Why should we discount? Why at all? Right. Who are we competing against, right? And at the same time, I learned, I, shoot, I moved an effective labor rate. I moved a, an alignment price, right? Dude, I'm not in competition with with the other brand store across town. I'm going to pick up the phone and go, hey, bro, I'm about to raise the alignment price. I would recommend you do the same because it's not going to stop the sales. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell as many. So if you don't get on board, if you think that your lower price is going to be more competitive and you can get people to cut, drive across town for you for that, it's not going to happen. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, all right. Here we are back again. Hard Shop Life with your boy, Coach Jay and the G-Man. So, uh, you know... This is going to be a special episode because this is this is this is my gratitude episode. I have some special guests in the room again. Uh, my boy, uh, first of all, Don Valdez. Thank you for 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 taking some time away from the border of Oregon and California to join us. My pleasure. We really appreciate that. Uh, and Luis Romano. Now, now, the the reason we're having this conversation, G Man, is. Not so long ago in, a, in one of our episodes, we discussed like the relationship between parts and service, right? Because, you know, our audience knows that I pretty much hated you as a parts manager. You're an ass. Everybody knows that the G-man was a jerk. I, that's not fair. I don't uh, think that's fair. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Like. You know. What do you mean you don't know, man? I don't think that's right. Call me a jerk. Well, I'm it, trying to run. A, I'm trying to run profs, par, profitable parts department. I got some service advisor in my office. I don't know. I think if I were you, I would, you know, maybe uh, <sighs> rethink your position on that. Okay, so 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 first of all, first of all, I think I think, I think it's it's weird that you got this crazy relationship with this guy over here, and then I'm being mistreated, and I'm your business partner now, and I'm still you're still hating on me. It's to me, it's it's. You it, know what? You know, I, honest. It, can I be honest? It with makes you? me I, a little angry. No, I'm not gonna lie. No, that, this, is what, this is what this episode's gonna be about. No, this, you're right. No, you're right. Because the relationship between you and I, I honestly just realized should have never happened. It should have never happened. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it never happened between me and Don. I was a service director. He was the parts director. We, or, or I was service manager. He was parts manager. And the thing is, is that we, and this is what this episode about is about. We found a way to communicate with one another, and we were the bridge between each other's relationships with our with our employees. That's what the difference was. Is that right. with you and I, I was the advisor, you were the parts manager, and it was me coming at you or you coming back at me. The service manager did not do a good enough job of well, bridging that. It was me sitting there waiting for you to come at me so I could tell you no. 
True. That's basically what was true. happening. True, true. But you, but I was being sent. I was being sent to you. You were being sent. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it was, it was the, it was the service manager saying, well, you know, that's just the way you he, go talk to him. But I, go talk to him. And that's, that's his department. I'm not going to talk to him. Exactly. Go talk to him. That's his department. That's it. Right. Where, where, when it came to, to, to Don and I, I call, you know, people, everybody calls him Donnie. When he comes to Donnie and I, my advisors were anybody in my department was you come to me first. And then I will go and talk to Don about it, right? Okay. And and it, Donnie, when it came to you, me and you, bro, like there was times where technicians were getting pissed off because of somebody in the back counter or the service advisors being mad because the part wasn't ordered and because uh, I'm bringing back bad memories. But uh, well, it wasn't on the it wasn't on the uh, what was a stupid thing that everybody what was that thing that we auto point. Oh, it's not in the auto point notes. So if it's not an auto point notes, and I'm like, dude, first of all, if I'm going to rip that thing off the wall, I'm going to detach it. I hated that stupid thing. And I didn't even know I had to pay for it because it was all for parts. It was just for you. It was CYA for parts and you know it. That's exactly. You Jeal- agree. Jealousy. Okay, right. So I, I'm a, I want to, I want to, I want to hear like the magic between you and your other parts manager. Yeah. As I say, romance. no egos, just amigos. <laughs> That's awesome. No egos, just amigos. That is so true. So, so here was the, here was the magic. So I'll never forget uh, being in a meeting uh, with at the time uh, we had a, we had a, a service director of all the stores. We had a parts director of all the stores. Luis Romano was actually the parts director for all the stores. Right. And, um, and I remember having this meeting where we had this initiative and the initiative was we are going to go for the, all three stores are going to go for center of excellence. Who's going to make that happen? How are we going to make that happen? I remember that conversation and it came from the president and he says, this is the goal. This is the target. And we're like, okay, cool. Right. How are we going to do it? And lo and behold, which I think is always funny because we've been in many organizations and many, it, and let's talk about the BMW because I'm going to talk BMW world with center of excellence, like president's award. It's like the, 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 the Mecca, right? It's like the top 3% of all stores get this big award. Right. And I remember so instinctively that all the pressure of the award came down to fixed operations. It was like, Oh, the sales department's always going to get it. Don't worry about it. They're going to play. They're going to sell plenty of units. They're going to get all the growth. Don't worry about that. It's all in the shoulders of fixed operations. True or not true, gentlemen? Absolutely true. Very true. <laughs> and they got to show the trophy. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, they like, display okay. the trophy. Yeah. yeah. It was all about them. But when he came to us, we, w- the pressure was on us. How are we going to make this happen? And so I'll never forget leaving that conversation. And Don was like, all right, man, wait, wait, it's somebody. That's how you usually talk, bro. Come on. Hey, what, wait, 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 what, what are we going to do? Wait, you got to do it. What? Okay. Any, anybody heard that tonight yet? No, you haven't spoken that much yet. <laughs> Who can get a word in edgewise? <laughs> you know what, Jair? You get wound up like a Woolworth watch. I do. I do. I used to always get like, so whatever. Um, but that's, that's what sparked that, that engagement. Right. Is is we had a target and we had to figure out how we were going to work on that target. And we had to use all our tools and resources. And the truth of the matter is, is way right at that moment, Don, you and I had a deal. I will handle this building 
and you will handle that building. And Correct. that building right across the little walkway there was my all my, was my shop with all my technicians. And it was your parts department, 30,000 square feet. Right. Size matters. That's right. And so what I had to make sure is whatever we hear from either end, we would be the communicators of it. Hey, I got my advisors over here bitching because da 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 Or, hey, you got your technicians back over here. You know, they're, they're, you got to take a handle of this or whatever. Or go handle Billy. Right? Uh, things like that. And so that's what I want to talk about is, is time and time again, G-Man and I go into stores. And one of the things that our general, general managers and owners say is, is why is there this weird dynamic between parts people and service people. Why, why does it, why is it a silo? Why does it feel like we've separated them? Why, why is there conflict? Why is, is something, where's the misunderstanding? Right. And, and I think that there was animosity there. I mean, there was an animosity piece on my part where even as a service manager, Donnie, and you know, this, we're, I'm going to talk about it because I've talked about it in, in, in past episodes. I wasn't allowed to purchase anything. But man, if the parts manager wanted to buy a ten thousand dollar part, he had the credit. He had the bank. I Me, mean, you had, you had just as much power as a controller to buy whatever you wanted. But I had to go through all these, you know, jump hoops. Everything I had to do in order for it to get a pre bids. Yeah, yeah, everything was. It was just ugh, tedious. And so what happens is, is, is. There's animosity there. I think that's that's one excuse I know that I've heard from service managers is. I have to work 10 times harder when I'm generating three times more gross. What's the bottom line though? Who makes the parts? Who makes the money? So I what's just, the bottom line? Yeah, you have what's no, the net? Gross is great. But you have no overhead. But what do you put in the bank? You have, no, you have scanners and you have three people. Pays the bills. Well, the other side of this thing too, because this has come up quite a bit. This is a thing for you. This whole thing about... Money and being able to spend money, yeah. Parts department, you know, right? yeah, is like a thing. At the end of it, who who's a better accountant, the service department or the parts department? All the bills go through the parts department. Yeah. So, so that's why it is the way it is because parts departments are better at accounting for things. That's part of what they do every day, and so risking it's not as much of a risk. To give him the credit card, give Don the credit card, or Luis the credit card, me or Greg, versus a service guy. Why? Because we're service just going to spend it? Well, service guys are notorious for not accounting for things. Notorious. And so then the, the it's not just, well, there's a few dollars missing or $20 light. or That doesn't happen in a parts department. You're not $20 light. Well, then why was there? Well, hold on a second, bro. Then, then, then why, when we're doing inventories, there's variances? Ooh. It should yes. be, which Ooh. is usually Ooh. over. Usually when you do an inventory, Ooh. by the end of all the numbers are counted, you're Ooh. over. I don't know. Way on this, Luis. You're not under. Well, first of all, listen, it does happen because I remember being asked, hey, uh, you know, Jair, I don't know, 
kind of missing a couple of mini jackets. Uh, any idea? Uh, uh, let me tell you. Real quick. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what? Okay. Uh, so let, let me tell you about that inventory, okay? Because Jair had the look of guilt. I've never seen. Oh, come on. It was a, uh, oh, oh, man, I, uh, I, I think uh, I think I might have given that to a customer and forgot to tell you about it. Uh, I was like, man, where, that wasn't where, me. where are my jackets was, right no, now? No, that was the sales department. Yeah. He was wearing it. Back, you back, know it was the sales back department. Back to Gary's point, right? Notorious <laughs> for things going missing or not accounted for. Yes. And he's wearing a mini jacket. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice jacket. Can I see the receipt? Yeah. Where'd you get that? Well, Donnie gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so the point of this conversation is, is, is how did it work? Why did it work? And what do you think were the, 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 what was the secret sauce, man? Like, what was it? Like, what tips can we give out to people who struggle with having and building the relationship between their parts manager and their service department? How, how can they understand one another? You know what I saw, you know, because obviously I wasn't at the store all the time, but you guys had, uh, uh, you guys included each other into everything. Mm-hmm. That That's the one difference. And I think, you know, Greg and I, who, who work at a store together, we always try to include each other as as silly as that sounds when you're meeting a vendor or you have a manufacturing coming down a manufacturer coming to see you you're you're including that person and i always 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 saw you and don together so you won together you lost together yeah no that definitely happened and and, and i'll never forget and, and donnie i got to give you the mad props for this is you were always wanting to educate me on why we were doing or how you were seeing things so that I have a better understanding. He, I'd get on the phone and be, Hey, what are you doing? Come down here. Just come to my desk real quick. I, I need to show you something. I come down there and you'd show me an invoice. You, you see this, you see that, you see what this is and that, and you'd, you'd educate me and to have a better understanding of what was going on. Right. Of and, course. and, and, and I was like, okay, this makes sense. He goes, so you see how this is going to affect us if we don't do this. If if Kevin Rigo, by the way, happy birthday, Kevin Rigo. It was your birthday a couple of days ago. Happy birthday. Right? Kevin Rigo, you know, told a customer this. The customer shows up. It's not here. They did that. It's like all that was a, a, an understanding of how to better manage and motivate our people. I still today don't understand how service and parts don't get along. I'm going on almost 40 years in this business. And over the years, I saw a lot of fighting between managers that came in and out. And I used to go, why? Nobody can answer. I was like, boy, I would never do that. So I, I think you guys also, um, you you didn't speak the same language, right? So, but you guys try to communicate. You guys had one goal um, and, and you try to get to that goal by your own means. Right. Yeah. So if you wanted to do a service clinic, right? Yeah. Your, your service clinic was to get customers. Yeah. Right. You one, you included Don into it, right? I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen tons of service clinics where they don't even invite the parts department, right? Right. Uh, but you included Don into it. You asked for his opinion, and that that got him excited, right? And I think that's what we don't have in this industry right now is parts is the necessary evil, if you wanna if you wanna say that. Um, and and they don't get included, they don't have a voice. They don't have an opinion. And and I mean, you know, I, I, I am a service guy now, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. So I am a service guy. And we had this conversation, right? You're like, mm-hmm. hey, man, you know, parts guys this, parts guys that. 
And I said, Jair, you know, I, I think I'm just as skilled now as a service guy mm-hmm. as I was as a parts guy. But when I was a parts guy, my opinion didn't matter. See, that's that's fascinating to me. I mean, did you ever feel like that, Donna? Like your 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 opinion didn't really matter? Oh, uh, certainly at times. Not with you, but past yeah. managers. I went through a lot of managers when I became a manager, and I was going through one a year. Yeah. It was insane. And then we came along and we just and I've always got along with all the managers. Yeah, you did. Because I knew you can't survive without service. And service can't survive without parts. Right. And you've asked me before, how do I tell these guys? And I'm like, well, so, so Donnie, when did you realize that you couldn't survive? Because I think that's the other part of it, too. Right. You you talk wholesale. Remember, we, t- we were talking mm-hmm. wholesale, why managers do you know, parts managers do wholesale and this and that. And, and, you know, I think when did you realize that you needed to service? Because I think that's the other part. I think service managers may not understand that they need a parts manager and a parts mm-hmm. manager may not understand that they need a service manager. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the key difference. So when did you know? I'd say it was early on. I was like, I was struggling. And I was like, I can't do this by myself. I can't turn this place around. You got to have everybody involved. And that's when you start getting everybody involved. And that's when you start getting your team to buy into. Don't argue with the tech. Don't argue with the service manager. Don't argue with anybody. Just handle the problem. Own it. And I used to preach that all the time. And every one of my guys, no matter what, can handle a problem on their own. See that, and I said that in another episode, and that's why I have you on, because the level of accountability you had for your people in front of everybody was the was what made everybody else step up and be vulnerable themselves, right? Like I was there. I was there in the back counter where you told a guy, hey man, you messed up. You didn't you didn't order it. You just own it. We didn't order it. Hey, we didn't order it. Well, I'll get it for you. Don't worry. We didn't. But if we can't own up to our mistakes, how do we expect them to do it? We're right. Human. And then the technicians would be like, yeah, you're right. I didn't. I, you know what? I came in and I told you at four o'clock, which is past the deadline. It's my fault. Right. You knew it, too, that you needed to order the part. But if you don't tell me on time, I'm not going to I'm not going to emergency order it. It's just it's it's not right. Who's going to pay for the freight? I remember that. Who's going to pay for the freight? <laughs> right. It doesn't right? matter. I try to explain to my guys. Imagine the technician is the customer standing in front of you. They're just an extension of the customer. That's all it is. What if the customer was standing there? Would you treat that person like that? No. Why are you treating this guy like that? I actually have probably out of my counter guys, seven or eight now, every one of them are mini managers. Don't hold them back. Let them go. Talk to me about, so let's talk about that. How do you, how do you empower your people to do decisions that are decisions that help training, the business training and they know how I think and what parameter parameter we'll go over some parameters I'll do let you put them in place go out there mm-hmm. and if they mess up I'll say hey listen why did you do it that way well and I said okay this would have been a better situation I and I I'm great you went out there and did what you did but we got to ream it in a little bit and you got to do it this way. And they'd understand. Okay. Oh, I see your point. And there's times they told me, I went, okay, I see your point. That's just what you have to do. You got to work with these guys and they're, you see them more than your family. Right. So how do you, how did you, uh, cause I know, and I want to talk about this together as a team. How did, how did we continue to push them to that point 
where there was no limits, right? Where, cause there, bro, there was a couple of times where a couple of our technicians would stay late and I had to ask you, like, bro, can you give me somebody to stay late for me? Can you have a, can you have a parts counter guide to stay for a little extra time or come in a little bit early or do whatever it takes? And, and we made that happen. Right. But yeah. there's time and time again, bro. I'm, I'm telling you right now, my gosh, I, I just, you just gave me a, a, a flashback. I have a client right now who literally says, Jay, that is a great idea, but my parts manager will never put, he won't play along. Why is that though? Yeah. So, so what do you, is that, is that on the service manager? Has, has he asked him? Has he gone in there and said, Hey, I want to include you. So that's that's the question I asked yeah. them, right? Have you done? And the truth of the matter is, is they have so much. He, they'll say things like, "Oh, he's he's just old school, or he's a grouch, or you know, you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to. It's just not worth it." They say it's not worth it. And and sometimes that's the case. I'll 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 agree with you there. That that look. So when I went, you know, my path kind of going here was I went from parts to service, back to parts. And uh, I remember going into service thinking, oh, man, I'm, 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 a, I'm number one parts guy. I know everything, right? I go into service and it was like, it's a whole nother world, right? Everything I got got thrown out the window. When I came back into parts, first of all, my parts guys trusted me, right? And I came back another person. And because I had that experience, I was able to change my mindset. So some of those parts guys, I get it. They're they're old school. They could be hell of a parts guy, but they, they all they know is parts, right? They haven't stepped out of that world. And I think sometimes, I mean, Donnie, you remember when I used to send the service managers, uh, I'm sorry, the, the parts managers to different stores. Oh, yeah. I wanted them to experience. I, I did right? that and went to a couple different So ones. one of the other things that I wanted to do is to actually swap the parts manager and the service manager for about a week. Like one, one or two days, that's cute. doesn't really work. But when you see, when, when, when a parts manager has to explain something to a customer and he sees what a parts man or what a service manager has to go through, you get an appreciation, right? And when a service manager has to see the amount of paperwork that a parts manager has to do, it's, it's very eye-opening, you know? And, and I'm lucky because I got to do both. Right, and I got, got to do a year yeah. in service. And I'll say oh, this now. Right. Every parts manager, get out there in the service drive. Yeah. Watch, observe, talk to people. I'm telling you, it's going to change perspective. I tell everybody, if you're in parts for a year, it's a year. If you're in service for a year, it's seven years. <laughs> it's so true. Gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard on the guys. No doubt. So, so, so here's my question. And, and I think this, this is, this is where I want to give the tip to any parts manager, service manager, service advisor, anybody in, in fixed operations, heck, even the general managers and owners. If you see that there is, because you can tell in a room, right? You, you can tell what, get your managers in a room, put your parts manager and service manager in the room and look at the body language. If they're not inclusive of each other, if they're not both trying to solve problems or being aware, right, of, of what the issues are, right? Forget about issues with themselves, issues that we're trying to resolve, right? If they're not aligning themselves to work together for that, you got a problem. 
you got a problem and, and it happens all the time. And, and somebody has to be the better person to budge. And the truth of the matter is, is, is we have such a false, I guess f- there's, there's just this false way of identifying and making assumptions of somebody else without really, truly trying to get to know them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that if you really put in the effort to get to know your person, get to know your partner, if you align yourself to say, hey, you and I have to work together and we have to make this work or else it won't work. Oh, right? definitely. And I'll tell you what, I've been in a lot of stores where they where they want to, which I, I don't, and this is a good conversation to have here now, where it's almost forced, right? Like I have been in several stores myself where the, your pay plan is, you know what, in order for the guys have getting along, you're going to get a little bit of parts department and they're going to get a little bit of you. That, that was, that's actually, uh, I'll be honest. I, I love that approach. I, I have mean, that now with my people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great approach to okay. be honest with you because, um, I actually have that with my service manager, my parts manager, right? My service manager is like, Hey, I want to get paid on what parts is doing. Right. Because one, he wants to celebrate when you get those big bonuses and things like that. But two, he wants, he, he wants to take, uh, you want to take that equation of like, oh, just bill it to parts or just bill it to service. That comes that that leaves your brain, right? So I've been lucky that I've been paid on parts and service for a, a very long time, and uh, you know I do have people that that work underneath me um, that you know they'll say, hey, just bill it to service. I'm like, well, that doesn't really solve my problem, right? I said in the end, let's kind of figure this out uh, so that nobody has to pay for this. You know, uh, uh, one example that I like using is so at at the store that I work at, right? So coming coming from the parts background, right? So I don't allow my service advisors to, and, and you may dislike this because obviously effective labor aid, it's going to affect it. But the culture that I created is is so much better because I don't allow my service advisors to discount parts. They can discount their labor. It actually has to come out of their ELR if they if they want to do it. And what that does is they they second guess it, right? Because for the longest time it was like twenty percent, twenty percent, twenty percent. That's just what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you you want a discount? Sure, twenty percent. And I don't allow my service advisors to discount a dime from parts. So if you want to discount the job, you discount the whole thing. Yeah, you can ask for help, right? They'll they'll call my parts manager and said, hey, can you? Can you sit here and and you know work with me on the part? And they'll do that very graciously, but they they will they are not allowed to make the decision on themselves, right? Because a lot of times they're trying to they're discounting parts because they don't communicate well. Nothing that really has to do with the parts department. It doesn't really have to do with pricing, you know. So uh, that that's just one example that that I think um, that that we use to kind of merge it. And, and my parts manager loves it. He's he's happy as a clam, right? So he's he's like, yeah, I trust Luis. I trust whatever he has to to say because he knows he's he's got my back. In the end, we're just one team, and we we want to achieve that same goal. Yeah, it's my guys come to me all the time, service advisors. I call them my guys. They're still my guys, and they know they can come to me at any time. I don't want the job to walk out the door, and they're going to work with me. We're going to work on labor. We're going to work on parts prices. Make that customer satisfied. 
Yeah, but I, I so that's funny because we and, and and Luis, you and I came from the same organization. I was always taught from that organization. You can have the greatest product. He had a he had a freaking thing in all his stores. I'm sure it was in in, in East Bay. Mm-hmm. He had it in his conference room. You can have the greatest product on earth, but if you can't sell it, it's worth nothing. Right. So to me, it was like, okay, well then you have a part here. How many days is it on your inventory? What are you losing on it? It's like it's like it's like metal, right? We got to move it. So give me a little bit to move it, right? But then I earned. Then I learned on the other end. Once I got to Concord, it, it was it was. Wait a minute. What what is it worth? What's the value of it? What's the value of that? What's the value of you, right? And I I, I teach it to this day. Why are we discounting? Why should we discount? Why at all? Right. Who are we competing against? Right. And at the same time, I learned I shoot. I mean, I, I moved an effective labor rate. I moved a, an alignment price. Right. Dude, I'm not in competition with my other with the other brand store across the across town. I'm gonna pick up the phone. And go, Hey, bro, I'm about to raise the alignment price. I would recommend you do the same because it's not going to stop the sales. I'm going to I'm going to sell as many. So if you don't get on board, if you think that your lower price is going to be more competitive and you can get people to cut, drive across town for you for that, it's not going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? If that's what yeah. you have to use to bring customers in. That's just it's not it's not going to be forever. It's not. right. It, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to know your worth. And I think the same thing is, is, is you have to be as and I'm telling you, ad, advisors, managers, service, the service end of this. You have to show respect for the value of your partners as much as you would want to value yourself. And I tell you what, I, I did that, Don, I did that. I used, I, and I'm, I'm going to confess to both of you as a service advisor, I would definitely, I would do take 10 to 15% off the part and I would leave the labor the same. It's just not right. It's just not right. Not until you understood what margins were about and whatnot. Now here's the next thing. And I'm telling you, Donnie, you educated me, Luis, you educated me. I was educated, right? I would highly recommend if you're a parts manager, spend the time educating the service people, having them understand how it works, because if they don't understand how it works, it won't work. Well, I'll tell you too, I've, I've actually pulled techs in and they're like, why don't you have this part? We're going to do it. We do a lot of these. Hmm. Let's take a look. Come on in. Check the history of sales. Oh, I sold one eight months ago. What? No, I'm sure I've done more than that. Oh, let's look it up. Let's see how many... ROs, hmm? you did one eight months ago. And then they just like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'd educate techs. Yeah, that's that's uh, 100%. 100%. I mean, educate, communication is, I mean, it's, it's so, it's such a thing, right? It, it, communication is the key to success, blah, 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 blah. But you guys had fun, you know, that, that you, you communicated and, no. and Jair, you were, every time I came to that story, you were always in Don's office. And we were laughing. Always. We would laugh. We would. All, it, because it, oh. we were doing stuff together. Everything we were doing together. Mm-hmm. We were continuously communicating. And it got to the point where my advisors were like, we can't go bitch about parts to Jair because he's going to defend <laughs> right. Don and his team. Right. And vice versa. Yeah. And vice yeah. versa. It was like, guys, you can't hide. Like, right. we're not going to hide. You know what I'm saying? We're going to own it. We're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And and I loved it. I loved it. I, it got to the point where, oh, dude, if if Don's coming up to my office, right? One of the advisors are like puckered up going, oh, dude, we, oh, it, it, we just found, they just found something. You know what I'm saying? You remember Scott? We would get Scott all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on, dude. That he, guy. He had, he had, the, he had the, the, the last desk on the far left 
right? Remember he started doing the, the red cap stuff. Oh, and yeah. da, da, da. He wanted to be in charge of that. And I'd be like, bro, you, you can't hide stuff from me. Like you can't hide yep. it from Don. Like it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, and that's a thing. Like, I think that's one of the things we struggled with too together, Don, is we started making people accountable for everything, everything, right? It was, Don calls me, hey, uh, your guy up here, the reporter over here is parking again over here. You might want to go talk to him. I'm like, why do I have to talk to him? You go talk to him. Well, what the hell is you? What are you doing? You're slacking off. I'm like, (laughs) bro, I'm up here. You know, I have my feet up on my desk. I'm, I'm hanging out. Why don't I, you go do it? I'm like, most of the time, I was talking to the woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I, I think that's that's what I want to do is I want to thank you. Without you, uh, Don, I wouldn't have been able to get Center of Excellence. Luis, thank you so much for being the perspective guy. You know, you, you came in. You were super supportive. You let us do what we did. Um, you know, you're, you're an amazing influencer, and you really – put things into perspective where you knew that communication and engagement between both departments was the only way we'd be able to get there. That's it. Yeah. And I don't want to mention it, but I will mention it that unfortunately, you know, that store hasn't gotten center of excellence since. Well, you know, that was probably one of, Hey, I'm just going to say that was one of say my, that's one of my greatest in my career. Getting bro, there. come on, man. One of my yeah. all I mean, time the, the stories. The store's been there since what, 1960s, 1950s? Oh, no, 68, maybe 67. 67. Out of all there. those, the one, one year, year, the one year you and I did it. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Yep. We did it. And, and look at us. We're still talking about it now. I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, it, dude, it's, an, it's a huge accomplishment, man. Like, it's something that we strive for and we got. And it was a, do you remember? remember I'll never forget because they were so happy about it in sales. They were coming around putting banners in front of the windows. <laughs> remember that? And we're like, what, what's going on? You like, know, I got the key to the case. I retire next year. Yeah. Make up a missing. Take it. You never know. Take it. But I will say, if it wasn't for Luis right here, I wouldn't be where I'm sitting right now. I, I believe I'll tell that. you that right now. Without his mentorship, I would not be. Yeah, I, I started late as a manager. I was 50. Yeah, you know, I was a back counter guy for years and years and years. I were just in on the counter, and they pushed me before before he came, and I said, "Oh no, 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 that's the death." Yeah, and when he came along, I was like, "Okay, this is the guy." I knew it right then and there that we would get along. He's like family. I will love this guy to the day I die. Yeah. And I've had other people in my career. And you guys mentioned Chuck. Chuck was a big influence on my career also. I mean, that guy was a genius at certain things, but he didn't know how to communicate to share things like Luis said. And he had the gift. And I'll go through now in my late my career is Alex Knopp. Mm -hmm. He is teaching me different stuff. And I'll give you a story. When I became parts manager, Luis and I are sharing a little office. And he's, uh, okay, I need you to uh, open up Excel. And, I, and he's got his back to me. And I'm like, the hell is Excel? <laughs> and he turns around. You got it open? I said, what the hell is Excel? Wow. And his look on his face was, you don't know what Excel is? Uh, no, never needed it. Oh, we, we had some fun times just sitting in the office, going over, talking things, and oh, what a blast. You know what I loved, and I think that it was a genius thing that you did, bro, uh, Luis, I'm talking about Luis right now, is I'd go down to Donnie's office, 
right? In the morning time. And I'd have my little cup of coffee and we'd watch your videos. Wow. We'd watch the videos. Oh. You would send them <laughs> yeah. about, hey guys, hey, all right, this is what we're going to do. Here you go. Oh, and you'd, you'd make videos well, the, about the, stuff. The, the it was parts awesome. YouTube, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Was yeah. Dude, parts YouTube was amazing. Well, but but it was like, oh, Don, I, I did it because I was like, Don, I'm not going to go over this again. With yeah. There's <laughs> only so many times I can show you. Yeah, that's how it started, yeah. all the videos. Yeah, we started doing yeah. it and, and shared it with the rest of the team. So one takeaway, and, and I and I, I want to say this, and I want to stress it enough, and, and and it's it's part of this podcast, and the reason why I want to say it in this episode is two things I'm going to ask for parts managers who listen to this and service managers or general managers is you do invest first and foremost, you invest every bit of your money into training and education of your sales department. Then it goes into sales and education of your service department and last is your parts department. I don't think there's enough mentors and coaches for parts people out there. And at the same time, I don't think that there's enough humility of parts managers to say, I don't really know everything. Yep. No, that's it. Goes that, without saying. Seriously. There's because G Man and I, we struggle time and time again. We were here to help you. And we go in there, no, I got it. No, I got it. No. Stick with the service guys. Stick with the service guys. Stick with the service guys. And we come back and look like your service guys are messing up. We we're not efficient because the parts department isn't efficient. And the parts managers go, No, 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 I know what I'm doing. Don't no, don't worry about it. Look, guys, you focus over there. We got our stuff under control over here. Yep. And, and, and G-Man, every time we're like, bro, they must be hiding something. They must be not, because you know we're going to find it. Yep. Yeah. We're going to find it. That's what we specialize in, right? We're going to find it. And the truth of the matter is, is guys, fess up. We mess up. We're humans. You're going to mess up. Your inventory will be slightly off. Whatever you're trying to hide, whatever slip is under your table, whatever's in your desk drawer, whatever invoice you didn't account for. Come on, man. Own it up and say, look, I messed up. I need a little bit of help. And that's what we do. We help the industry, right? And so that's that's the calling. And, and what do you two gentlemen think about that? I mean, do you agree with that? I think that yeah, I think to to a point. I think some of it is that I I, I definitely get a little suspicious when somebody doesn't want help, right? Right. Um, you know, you you wonder why. And then the other thing too is is there's that ego, man. It's it's. Uh, I've, I've been blessed to have a few consultants like your guys, you know, you guys have had and, and I thought I knew it all. And, and you know, when I finally learned that I don't know it all and I can learn something, I mean, it, it just changed. It, 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 it was that high level thinking all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the secret. I mean, if, I hope you agree with me, Donnie. I think that's yeah. the secret is, is, is accept the fact that, Hey, if I don't know it, I don't know it. And you've always been that guy. Hey, you know what? I don't know it. So but just let, show me, me and find I'll, out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Go find out the answer and actually get back to the person with the answer. Right. Well, thank you very much to both of you. Uh, Donnie, thank you. I I, want to give you mad props. People have told me about Don Valdez. Who is this guy? Is he, is he really about the coffee? I'm like, no, is he real or is it, is he a a coffee guy? No. Uh, Don Valdez was my parts manager the best that I've worked with to team up to for a goal. We, we made things happen. You're still making things happen, buddy. I know you're retiring soon. I I will be happy to be there. I want to be here for your retirement party, whatever it is. There'll be no party. We will party. Um, yeah, uh, Luis, thank you so much. Um, but thank you for listening to hard shop life, please. Again, uh, gee, man, this is your thing. Uh, Please, uh, please, please don't forget to subscribe, subscribe. So that way you get notified. 
side. We got new content coming out every week. We got, we're doing a new uh, service advisor series. So we're interviewing the top service advisors across the country. We're still doing book reviews. So look for those. Those will be coming out periodically in between the episodes. Um, but to get all this content, you really want to subscribe. That way you get notified and it gets delivered directly to your, I don't want to say phone. What do they call it now? A, uh, your handheld device. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah. You know, That's I, what the kids call it. I was I was starting to like choke up a little bit because I didn't know what to say and I was going to go into like Bob Barker like, hey, please control the pet population. Uh, Come <laughs> spade, on down. Spade and neuter your animals. <laughs> or your service managers. <laughs> All right, guys. That's Hard Shop Life. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace.